This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You are watching Lester Till I Die TV. that off look at that i'm still drunk there we go good evening good day good morning good afternoon good night goodbye hello happy new year to you all welcome along uh we're still here uh <laughs> feeling a little bit older um Dave, dave's got his tissues at the ready uh so we're all safe to go <laughs> hello mrs dave uh how are we feeling this is lester till i die uh tv otid tv bringing you a review as you can see there of last season. Uh, do you remember there was a certain year, 2014-15, I believe it was, when uh, we spent Christmas and the New Year at the bottom of league, and 12 months later, we were the top? Not quite like that, and we have had to drop down a division, but wow, I tell you what, what a year 2023 was. I mean, look at that. Was it a year of two halves? 
I think if ever there has been a year or a, well a year when you can say that it is this year as bad as last year was um well the, you know last season was first half of the year it's been the completely the opposite an absolutely brilliant uh, second half of the season yes we've dropped down uh, a league but uh, look at uh, when we went down to League One. Uh, it was a while ago, obviously. Uh, would we be where we are now? As in, would we have sort of won the league, the FA Cup, got motion? Had we not dropped down? I wonder if we would. Uh, I certainly um, think that this we wouldn't be. We wouldn't have the players, or necessarily even the manager that we've got now, had we not dropped down a division. And sometimes it's good to take uh, a step back to be able to take a couple of steps forward. Uh, Highfields is in. Good evening, Highfields. His witness protection scheme has taken him to Essex this evening. How are you, sir? And Mark Smith said, could do better. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know how better we could be doing, Mark, but th there we go. So before I bring um, the, my, my co-guests in this, or my co-presenters in this, meet, uh, this evening, what happened uh, last year? Well, um, we saw Rogers get sacked. <laughs> we'll be looking at that later on. We saw Smith, Shakespeare and Terry come in. We got relegated. Enzo Maresca was appointed. Uh, we sold Madison and Barnes for 80 million. Uh, we bought uh, Fatua Medivi Winks. And I've got Star there. I don't know who that is. I think I was still drunk when I was uh, typing that. And we had the Christmas number one. Yes, Sunit Sam Ryder couldn't manage. Um, but that was that was the year it, it, it very, very quickly. But we're going to take it a little bit further and into a bit more detail now. Nate, good evening. Um, I didn't know you had, Nate. I didn't know you had. Never mind. <laughs> oh, come on. I think we're still all hung over. And somebody who's still got his tinsel out. Dirty old man. <laughs> Let's bring him in and say hello to Dave. Dave, good evening, sir. Can't hear a damn word you're saying. Still can't. Hello. I thought you could control the ah, volume. That's it. Hello. We have connection. I thought you controlled the volume. Not at your end. No. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, I don't know. It's all, it's all <laughs> a mystery to me. I controlled your volume. Well, frequently. <laughs> I don't know to say. Yeah, as I say, you've still got your tinsel out. Yeah, yeah. Twelfth night yet. It is well, a couple of days. It's a couple yeah. of days. As I said, I've had to take Absolutely. all mine down because the cleaner's coming in tomorrow. So <sighs> I want it being cleaned. Uh, God, Happy New Year to you. You too, mate. You too. Sorry, I might if I cough and spluttering a bit. It's uh, it came over me last night and um <laughs> <clears throat> I can't get rid of it. <laughs> Will you please ask your good lady not to do that? No, I mean, <laughs> I'm I think I'm going to have to put a sex ban on you, aren't I? No sex 24 hours before a show. Yeah, I think it's probably best. <laughs> I think it probably is. <sighs> I think it probably is. Well, let's bring out, well, between the three of us, I don't know about 2023, we could probably all remember 1963. Craig, oh, yeah. hello, sir. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Chris. Hi, Dave. Happy okay. New Year and Happy you New too. Year, everyone else. And no, no, I can't remember 63, Chris, but thanks for thanks for grouping me in there. 
coldest like, winter was, of all. Coldest I winter. I was going to go time. back to uh, 1953, but I thought, no, that's probably only for Dave. No, no. <laughs> 63 was the coldest winter we had between December and March. 63, I think it was, or well, might be 63, 64, where there's no he games. He remembers. That was, might be why I was born in February 64. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you would have been. We lost our cat in that winter. Came back. but Yeah, <laughs> yeah defined lost. Craig. Well, it went missing and I found it in a field about a mile away. Craig, it's going to be a long night, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've got to go. What time is it now? Whatever it is, I've got to go in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the darts. <laughs> right. Um, Ronald is in. Good evening, Ronald. How the devil are you? Right. So we're going to start, uh, obviously, back in January. Good place to start a year, isn't it? Mm. And um, a look at our uh, our transfer window, um, as was then. Um, Craig, start with Christiansen was in for 12 million from Copenhagen. Sutar from Stoke City. Tete on loan. Now I know we had to, we we managed to find the one one bad Brazilian in the world uh, and we signed him. But mm-hmm. Sutar, it doesn't look like he's going to be staying because we're looking like we're signing another centre back. And Christiansen, well, I think he just wants out according to the papers now. Yeah, um, I mean Tete did have a. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to be at the game against Villa when we beat them. 4-2, I think it was. The the penultimate team to beat them at home. I think Arsenal beat them just after us. And then they haven't lost since. So uh, that makes that result look great. Uh, yeah. But he had a good game there. And um, that was it, basically, yeah. I think. Nate's older than he makes out because he remembers the... Uh, the four, is it the Four Seasons Late song? Late December. And LDH is in. Hello, LDH. Um Hello, and transfers out um, Perez I'm all sad to see him go But that was we never saw him again After that uh, mm. Brighton went on loan um, Came Did back and is now part of the current squad Dave And a Puku who we signed And we sent straight out to Owen <laughs> Flavin And he's, he's still there um, We forget him don't we When it comes to um, To To uh, mm. To, to, to strikers that are available because we could you know call him back. Who? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure what he's been doing. To be honest, I've not. T- I know the. I think Lurvin are struggling, or they were struggling last time I looked. And um, well, let, let's ask, let's ask our Belgian expert, ha, Dave. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> no, he's he's not really settled in very well. Um, struggling for match time, um, and as you say, we're struggling near the bottom of the table. So. Disappointing mm. all round. I think they've just won the first game actually, and but now they're going into the uh, their winter break. Um, yeah, best thing could happen. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a pretty. I mean, we needed we needed some signings, didn't we, Dave? After the the, the way the summer window had turned out, but <clears throat> yeah, um, but they're, they're not inspiring, are they? When you look back, I thought Christensen was the best, um, but I don't know. What, I don't know what his problem is, really. I, I like I liked Christensen. I think yeah. if you watch the games this season with the way that JJ plays, you can see the problem that Christensen yeah. had because you know JJ rarely gets forward. You know, obviously he did 
at Cardiff when he just hung yeah. around the edge of the box and thought, I'll just loop that one in. Yeah. But he rarely makes those bombing runs. And I don't think Christensen could would have been able to stop himself. He was that kind of player who just wanted to gallop down the wing. So I think he's a really good player and I would have loved to have seen him stay. But I don't think he fits into this the, this team the way that uh, Maresca wants him to play. No. What do, you, what do you think, guys, is up with Dave, this Sutar? I mean, he was brought in 50 million. He looked decent. I don't think he's particularly done anything wrong. I can't remember a game where, you know, we lost because of him or, or you know, he had a, a, a real stinker any more than any other player in the team. Um, you know, he reminds me very much of Maguire. He does get forward. Why do you think Enzo doesn't like him? Because, I mean, he's talking that the scrimmers are we're after another centre-back when we've got him available. I can only assume it's his distribution. Can't think of anything other. Although, he did miss a sitter, was it at Brighton or somewhere? I can't remember now. Um, he's a bit clumsy, isn't he? That's the only thing. And he can't pass the ball very well for the way he wants. So that's all I can think of. He's a pretty solid guy to have at the back when you're under, under pressure. Yeah, I mean, he's a tall guy, uh, Craig. He does it for Australia. He, you know, he seems to net regularly for them. I... I like him and I think he's a good person to have in the squad. And I don't think it's a case of Maresca not liking him. I think you could say the same about Cody. We all thought Cody was going to be a regular starter. But the way that he sets his team up, you know, he's got Fars in there who's got the pace and the the recovery pace along with JJ and Ricardo when when they make the back four. And he's got Vestigard who's the best distributor of the ball. I don't think it's a fact of him not liking him. I just don't think there's a place, sadly. And I would imagine if he's letting him go, it's to do the player a favour because he, he, he wants to play regular at his age. It's different with Cody, who's towards the end of his career. But somebody mm. like Suter, who's wants to keep his place in uh, in the national team, probably needs to be playing. And, uh, you know, a, a loan move wouldn't be bad because I can't see... Vestigard being with us, to be honest, if we get promoted. Uh, I'll still say if till it uh till it's <laughs> yes. mathematically this is you, you, you yeah. know. No, I, I can imagine I can imagine another <laughs> ball playing centre half coming in. Um and I think Suter would probably be an asset in the in the Premier League more. So um as a replacement if you just want a tall commanding centre half to head balls out of the box. So uh I don't think he's a bad player to to hang on to. And I think a half-season loan might suit everybody. No, I agree. I I, I like him, and um, yeah, un- unlike that. And you know, you know, I you know, I I, I have, you know, I'm pleased with what's happened with Vestergaard because I think the way that you know, I don't think we should have signed him or Rogers should have signed him because he wasn't this type of player, Dave. But I think with Sutar, no. I mean, you know, we all say, don't we, with, with Yannick? Well, however good he's playing. He's six foot six, and when he jumps, he's five foot six. Well, at least with Sutar, he he, he does get up and uh, and can, uh, can can head the ball. I, I question that about Vestergaard whether he he didn't play to Rogers' style. I mean, we were passing the ball around a lot at the back. Um, we were trying to thread balls through for Vards and people like that, and I'd have thought it'd have been ideal even then, but something happened. They obviously didn't get on very well because he knew how he could play at Southampton and how he did. He knew his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and Southampton fans told us his weaknesses. 
but he still paid money for him. I don't get it. That was I think Brendan panic. I think Brendan just preferred Evans, and and there wasn't room for two slowish players in there for me. You know, I would have played him over Evans, but Mm. yeah, as soon as he, I think the problem was as well that he didn't start particularly well, and then in that season, you know, in two seasons, I guess where we weren't doing great, the crowd got on his back a little bit. Um, and I think the whole environment got toxic for him on and off the pitch. So, um, but fair play to him. He's come back uh, and shown everybody what he can do. We all know his limitations, but when you ask him to do a job, then uh, then he can do it very well. Indeed, indeed. Right. Uh, I mean, what I'm just saying, what, just before we move on, Christiansen here has said today, uh, I probably experienced the hardest way to go abroad. Uh, I joined a dysfunctional team <laughs> as a coach uh, under Brendan Rodgers under pressure, who was then fired. I was in a difficult position as a young and newly acquired player, and I suddenly had to help save the club. Can't argue with that, certainly with the dysfunctional uh, bit. But let's go into into January um, as as the season. Then that's not uh, a way of getting back in, though, is it? <laughs> well, I think he's. Re- I think he's. He, he knows he's. He's on his way yeah. out. Honest, sell, yeah. sell me now. Yeah. Uh, mm. So January, we started off with a loss against Fulham. Who knew? Uh, we managed to scrape a one-nil win past Gillingham. Um, we got knocked out of the um, EFL Cup by Newcastle two-nil, uh, which after the hounding they gave us just after Christmas um, was probably the better of the two results. We managed to beat Nottingham Forest 2-0, so I suppose every cloud. Uh, we drew with Brighton. We scraped past uh, Walsall. And at the end of that month, Craig, we were in 14th place. Were we yeah. not panicking at yeah. that point, do you think? Probably not. I remember uh, the, the one thing I remember about the Gillingham uh, FA Cup game was watching it on TV and me stating Casey McAteer will never be a player. Um <laughs> You know, well, they did, none of them looked good there, did they? To be fair, yeah, um, yeah, n- none of them did. I think Nelson yeah. played in that game as well, but yeah. no, fourteenth. You know, it's like just chugging along, really, isn't it? Um, but I don't think we were pulling up any trees other than the forest one. Um, yeah. Well, so yeah, but but nothing to nothing too alarming at that point. It all sort of yeah. turned, and I think that was half the problem. You know, if we'd have been down in seventeenth or eighteenth, we may have got our arsing gear a little bit quicker than we actually did. Mm. I do think, though, Dave, we, we've said this, and I think it's true, though. Bloody World Cup threw a spanner in the works, didn't it? Because we'd seem to have a good run before the World Cup, although mm. when you look at it, it wasn't against teams that we would have expected to lose anyway. Um, you know, we didn't sort of create any any shocks, but the World Cup came along, and that kind of, if you like, brought Brendan some and the team possibly some time. So at the end of January, he goes, "Well, you know, the, everybody's been away for the World Cup, and you know they're back now." It, it, it's almost like an excuse, wasn't it? Well, I think beating Forest four 0 was any excuse he needed. I mean, just that was it. He survived on that. If we'd yeah. have lost to Forest, it'd have been gone. Mm. It it'd have been gone by. Well, straight afterwards, yeah. Um, but we, but he kept doing this. He kept putting some results together, and he got you know, away with it again. Um, then we'd lose a few more. Then he put another run of results, but it stopped happening after that. Yes. We all got fed up with it, <laughs> uh, and, and it, it we did. I mean, the football was awful. Um, 
and people i can't believe people moan now about it okay it, it's here to serve a purpose but then it was awful yes we were making mistakes we had players in the wrong position we had you know just nobody seemed interested to me um and I, I didn't just watch the game when I was there. I watched other players off the ball as well. And they didn't seem bothered. Um, I, I admit, I'd have picked Vestergaard probably instead of Evans, but Evans didn't... Did, play, are you did on he? about Premier League defender Johnny Evans? He didn't play, did he? <laughs> I can't remember him playing that much. He came on... In the no, I, he's, I mean, for Manchester United yeah. now. Oh, that one, oh God. Well, let's be honest. Hey? not doing them much good is it but but he, he came is it one game was that he came on in the 89th minute and got injured something like that rings a bell it does ring a bell with me that yeah, yeah that kind of said it all really and it was just a joke all the way through it was a joke i from, mean from I've day say, one i've got to say to you craig because you, you you your main complaint about johnny evans was that he stood on the ball and held the ball up yeah. well um, isn't that exactly what Vestergaard's doing? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But I think you can see that there's actually a plan behind it rather yeah. than, you know, nobody wants the ball, so I'm just going to stand here. And, uh, I, you and know... He, it's... He, ha he can pick out a... a <laughs> let's be honest with you, a decent pass at the end of it. Oh, Vestergaard? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he can. I mean, Johnny Evans did now and again, but... Yeah, he um, did, yeah. But, yeah, just not enough... <clears throat> I think the problem was, you know, he he looked worse because there was no one in front of him really coming and demanding the ball. You had Madders, but apart from that, it was all very static in front of him. At least now, you know, you have got players dropping in to get the ball. And um, so you, there does seem to be some kind of plan. Yeah. Well, moving into February, um, Craig, I'll start with you because you mentioned this game earlier. And um, it started off, Pretty good. 4-2 against Villa, away from home we won. And then we lost uh, to Spurs. Well, sorry, we beat Spurs, sorry, I should say, 4-1. Everything suddenly like, well, come on, everything's back to normal. Uh, Man United then beat us 3-0. And we kind of said, well, all right, you know, it's, it's Man United. Arsenal got a 1-0 win against us. And we said, well, you know, we'd lost five against them earlier in the season, so one's not bad. And then we went to Camp Championship Blackburn in the FA Cup. And they kind of brought us back down to earth with a bang. Um, good stuff. It was down here, wasn't it? But it was a, that was a king, king power, yeah. It was. Uh, and I, I think that was the game where things changed a little bit. You could you could almost accept losing to Man U at the time and Arsenal. Yes. You know, both teams up there in the top six challenging and whatever. But the fact that Blackburn came and not only beat us, they played us off the park, if I remember mm. rightly. Their football was sort of fresh, exciting, the kind of football we're playing now, the movement, they'd made a load of changes. You know, we made some, but they looked head and shoulders above us. And I wondered whether that was the game that knocked the confidence, not only of the players, but also the fans. And then we started questioning whether we actually had the ability within this team to, to get the results we needed. And I think that was a pivotal game. Dave, the two managers that were before Enzo sort of came in left field and everybody was being linked, um, the two managers that I wanted was my first two first choices were McKenna at Ipswich, who's proven, you know, he's, he's, he knows he knows what he's doing, 
and Thomason from from Blackburn following that result. I mean, mm. we ended the, the month on fourteenth, but <clears throat> it kind yeah. of was 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 that the moment for you when you began to think, "Hang on, again, here we go again." No, Brentford at home was the moment I thought that. Seriously, the, the, mm. the first game. Um, but Villa, yeah, no, it was, it was. So basically, the season was no surprise to you. No, it wasn't in the end. I tried to pretend it was all going to be all right. But that Brentford game at home just summed up the mentality of the manager. Mm. I think it was a hot day and he said our players were too hot. It was too hot. We were tired. He made one substitution. Mm. Um, they made five. Mm. So that, to me, was the start of it. And then it just carried on. But... Looking at those results, I mean, Tottenham, we murdered. That was a brilliant game. We yeah. played wide. We attacked them. We should have had five, actually. I think Harvey Barnes had one disallowed fractionally offside. Man United, I reckon we could have won that. We were lucky. There were some bad decisions made on that one. There was a tackle that was horrendous, you know, studs up above the knee, uh, which wasn't punished at all. Oh, yes, I remember that. I remember? Yeah. And the first half, we actually murdered them. Mm. So we could have had that one. Arsenal, well, we just sat back, which is what we tended to do against better sides at home. We did it with Man City, we did it with Man United. Um, and we could beat Arsenal, um, but, you know, we chose not to. Blackburn, I didn't go. Um, I didn't even see it for some bizarre reason. I think I'm pissed off by then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I believe Blackburn showed us how to play football. And we took it like a, a top side playing a lower side in the FA mm -hmm. Cup. But Dave, that, you look that at that is, month. That's not Leicester. That's not no, well, you look at you look at look at us that month and how can you go from beating Tottenham wow. 4-1 one week to losing all right, and one was home, one was away, but losing 3-0 to Manchester United the next week, which I can't remember the exact squad, but I'm trust me, sure we, we could have beat Man United. The same squad. Yeah. We could have beat Man United. We were lucky. Not many times I've said this last year we were unlucky, but we were then. And we were the better side for at least 45 minutes. But we didn't score. And that was the problem. Um, but to go to lose at home to Blackburn, I think, yeah, that that kind of made me think, well, I, th I thought we might get out of it with these two false runs we had, but mm. no way now. I think it showed you, I think that game showed you how fragile the confidence was in the camp. That you had those two great results, as you said, you know, we could have got something at Man United, things went against us and we lost, lose to Arsenal. But that Blackburn one, yeah. I think, just as I said, showed the fragility. We talked for like a season and a half, Chris, haven't we, about the fact that this team didn't have a, a backbone. Yeah. Uh, so when things go against you, it's very difficult to get it back and uh, get that confidence back. And um, Do you know what this team didn't have last season, Craig? Sorry, you know what this team didn't have last season that it could have really have done with. It didn't have a quarterback, did it? Exactly, exactly. Yes, quite right. <laughs> it was that type of player we needed. But look, yeah. Craig, I ask you the same question. I asked, you know, Dave, does that month sum our season up? Villa, who weren't a bad side at the time, four two. Tottenham, four one. Going to lose to Blackburn 2 1. And you know, you're saying it's yeah. about the fragility, but I kind of that to me is our season in one month. Definitely that Villa game. I, I was at that Villa game, and uh, as I said, and um, I think we went behind in, in that game as well quite early on. Um, Ollie Watkins scored, 
So yes, we had it within us and we were playing sort of bright attacking football, getting numbers forward. I think because we'd got the fullbacks that we had, you know, they they just naturally went forward. Christensen had a great game, bombed forward, Tete was there. And uh, and we looked like a team that could do something, you know. And then you get a couple of results and, and all that hope almost sort of is frittered away. And you know that, you know, Rogers won't take any of the blame on himself. He'd look to, to blame players. So, you know, you can only imagine what was going on behind the scenes um, as, he, as he pointed the fingers at, at players. And players don't play for managers that they don't trust. No, no, or don't like, mm. in fairness. Um, because anybody remember what the earth-shattering news was that happened at Leicester in February? Oh, he's got his glasses on ready. I am. <laughs> um, in in February, yes. Something That's that would that you know you think you look back and you think, why? Let me put you out of your misery because you, you, we could still be here. Did tomorrow. we give a new contract to someone? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Do you remember who it was? Johnny Evans. I would have loved it to have been either Evans or Amarty. It's like it was fucking Amarty, wasn't it? <laughs> I think players. we get Vardy a new contract, <laughs> which you can understand a little bit. Yeah, no, it was Everson, a five and a half year All right. extension. Oh, I'm not just saying when you do an extension, it's usually two years, isn't it? It's three years. I mean, yeah. at that point, Danny Ward would have thought, fuck this, I'm off. A five-and-a-half-year extension. So, at the moment, if we can't get rid of him, Dave, we're going to be play, paying Everson. He could just sit there. And we've had a few goalkeepers in the past that have done that, haven't we? You know. We've um, got three now, haven't we? Well, yeah. I mean, in fairness to somebody like Yipokovic, you know, he was always there as cover, wasn't he? You know, yeah. in fairness. Conrad Logan, he, he earned a good fair bit off us and hardly ever uh, smelt the grass. A five and a half year contract, Dave. Does that not sum up not just the manager but the board? You know, before the summer break, they were getting everything wrong, weren't they? I can only think that they were getting inquiries about him, and he wasn't a bad goalkeeper. He isn't a bad goalkeeper. Um, I was still not sure whether he should be number two or number three. Um, I haven't seen enough of the other guy, but. Maybe that was it. Maybe they wanted to do what you would, Chris, sign him up on a long-term contract and get some decent money for him. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a difficult argument, isn't it? Mm. Should he have seen it out? Should he have been t given away on the cheap? Or, I don't he know. Had, had he not, Craig, had some good loan spells out. Yeah. And it looked at that point, look, as much as, I mean, I was, oh. I was, all, I was Danny Ward's banner boy. You know, I thought, you know, we'd signed him. 12 million for a number two goalkeeper was a lot of money. Uh, he'd always performed well in the uh, cup games when needed. He was a good penalty uh, stopper as well. Um, but it all went wrong for him. Not just him, the team. And I think his confidence was totally shot. And I think uh, Rogers had to make a change. Everson came in. And I think, don't think, well, I don't think he was brilliant, but he didn't do any worse. And was it a case of, well, look, we've lost Michael. This he, he's going to be our number one moving mm. forward. Was was that the thinking behind it? Do you think? I think so. I mean, he, he'd got the shirt at that point. You know, he, mm. he, he was the number one um, towards the end of the season. It was his shirt to lose, and he lost it because 
you know, Maresca came in and wanted a, a football playing goalkeeper, and yes. and he didn't fit the bill. I mean, he was a good he was a good keeper. He just didn't fit the way that we wanted to play, and um, so I, I part of you can understand because goalkeepers you don't want goalkeeper you you want a goalkeeper you want a settled goalkeeper and you want him to be your number one and that's it. And yeah. we we'd had enough goalkeepers. It does seem a little bit ridiculous in hindsight that we gave him that long. I don't think, you know, I can't imagine that him and his agent were demanding that that length of contract to stay. Maybe he was. Mm. Um, but, yeah, in were hindsight... We that, were was, we that bad as a, as a club in that time, Craig, that we were just desperate to hold on to anybody that was half decent? I don't, I don't think it's, it's desperate, but he'd, as you said, he'd been... Uh, he'd had some very, very good um, loan spells. He was highly rated. Um, and he didn't do that bad for us, really. He just, you know, his weakness is, uh, is with his feet. And the modern-day goalkeeper has to be decent with his feet, unless yep. you're um, Everton. Mark. Say feet or brain. Just look at <laughs> Arsenal's problems with goalkeepers at the moment. You know, Ramsdale... And England number three or number two can't even get a game and they won't even sell him. So yeah. anyway, moving on to March, which was a pretty much a short month. I presume we had an international break. We started it off, Dave. We lost to Southampton 1-0. I mean, the worst team in the league and they did the double over us. Um, we, then, we then lost uh, to Chelsea 3-1 and we managed to come out with a, a, at the end with a point against Brentford. Uh, but we were down in 17th at the end of March. That Southampton game, that was the one where he headed against the bar in the last minute to equalise Suter. Um, it was awful. It was awful. And then Madders came out afterwards and said, we had enough chances to win 5-1. Yeah, but you didn't. Mm. You know, we lost 1-0 to the worst team in the league. And I happened to be there with a couple of Southampton mates as well, which made it even worse. Um, mm. And they were, they were down. They'd relegated themselves by then. All the people we spoke to, it's a lovely place to go, isn't it, Southampton? Because they've got the all the drinks outside and you all chat with each other. Um, there's no real bars. It's like all portable stuff. And uh, it was, you know, everyone, they were saying, oh, we're down. You know, there's no way we're going to stay up. Um, we're terrible. And I didn't like to tell them how bad we were. But that was awful. That's probably the worst game, one of the worst games I saw all season. Um, fair, fair point, Craig. That that they've made there. That was the was that the game as well that you thought this is it. No, as I say, it was the one before. It was the Blackburn game, the, the FA Cup, which was the game before these these two bad results. And um, I think it was just. I, I think they'd gone into that game, you know, lacking in confidence from the Blackburn defeat, and then um, that just, you know, that that just sort of deepened it. I think. You know, and, and we got ourselves into a hole. As you can see, you know, we started the month in 14th, finished it in 17th on the back of, what, three more games. So, mm. um, it shows that a thing. nightmare that day. Yeah, it, it, it was all crunching up. You know, teams were, were bunching up a little bit and that's all it took, a, uh, what, one point out of nine. And, yeah. uh I mean, when, when you look at that month, Greg, you've got to say, if you'd have come out of that month with maybe four points, mm. you know, you beat Southampton, lose to Chelsea, uh, which, again, you know, you, you'd probably expect to. 
uh, and then draw with uh, draw with Brentford. Mm. That would have probably been acceptable. Yeah, probably, and it probably been enough to keep us up. To be honest, in the mm. in the long run, um, but I think, and I think at that time, you know, as soon as you went a goal behind, you couldn't see us pulling it back. That that was the level of confidence. You know, we we needed to get a a goal up to try and have something to cling on to, and uh, but as you said, you know, as long as Madders was coming out and saying, as long as we keep playing like that, we'll be fine. Um, which I think, I think they just played that recording after every game. Um, I think, I think he had the same script writer as Roger yeah. or any manager in that position. Because you look at any manager when they're fighting relegation or they're about to lose the job, <coughs> Wayne Rooney, and and you think um, they all tend to stay the same. Um, I'll stick with you for this one, Craig. Are you ready for April? Yeah, go on then. I tell you what, you might uh, you might you might want to uh, uh, look away look away from your screens now if you don't want scaring. Uh, but here we go for April. Uh, we started off with a loss against uh, Palace. We lost against Aston Villa. We lost against Bournemouth. Again, they did the double over us. Uh, we lost against Manchester City. Now, at those first four games, Manchester City, you could say, well, maybe. That was the only one we would have, we under normal circumstances, would have expected to lose. We managed to somehow get a win against Wolverhampton, by which time we'd got a new manager, of course. And then we got a draw with Leeds. And I think that Wolves game, Craig, wasn't that um, their first game for um, uh, the, the, the new threesome? Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean... Again, you would have looked at those four those four defeats you would have looked at before and you thought, right, okay, you might get four or five points out of yeah. them. And we got bugger all. And um, the writing's definitely on the wall. And, and, and finally, the, the board caught up with it. But then, you know, and, and then you get that lovely Leicester City false dawn, um, you know, that we like to throw in now and again. Yes. You know, a, a battling victory, I guess, that you could say, rather than anything of uh, any substance. But then, um, yeah, just not 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 nice viewing, is it? That it isn't. And Dave, when you look at that, had the board, and all right, I know Top felt guilty because he could not back um, uh, uh, Rogers in the summer window. Had he come out and said that to everybody rather than save it until his notes on the transfer day deadline day game against Man United, we would have all sort of kind of understood it i'm sure if you you know because of the F, uh, ffp rules and what have you um but if they'd made that decision earlier i think we could have certainly beaten palace and bournemouth maybe got a draw with villa and again like craig just said that could have been a, well that would have that was to dave yeah i don't know I was in. I was in Australia. Sorry, I, was in, I thought you were actually thinking about. It. I thought nah. you could hear me. I didn't well, you, you, you did freeze a couple of times, but I was just yeah. taking the moment. I was in Australia for April, so. Oh wow! Well, I'm getting we'll up at stupid times later. of the day. Um, no, that I don't would be think so. You probably had the the, the lucky side right, right yeah. of the deal, didn't the, you? Um, the problem was that at the time everyone was saying we can't afford to sack him because of the fourteen million or whatever it was payoff. So 
everyone was torn, you know, do we stay with him? Do we do this? I, I still don't buy into the fact he didn't know we didn't have any transfer money. I don't buy into that. That's his own excuse. He's doing the same at Celtic now. Oh, we need to sign a new striker with this, that and the other. I mean, he, that's what he does. Um, that's what all managers do. That's what Rooney did before um, the board saw the light. Um, so I don't buy into it. I, I think it was purely 14 million or 140 million or whatever it was and said, we can't afford to get rid of this guy. We want him to walk, which allegedly in the end he did. You see, I'm going to come to you on that one, Craig. I don't know what your thoughts are because I have to say, Dave, and I respect you. I, I disagree with you on there. Of course, you I don't think he knew. I do I think top, <laughs> I think top did hang him out to dry a little bit in the Who summer, reckon? and I don't think it was a case of we can't afford to sack him um, because it would it'll probably cost us less to sack him than it has cost us to go down. Let me come back on you that then. If that's the case, then that was a terrible mismanagement by the board. And yes. Terrible management by Rogers for not having a meeting and saying, look, this is what I want. Can we do it? Well, that's what again, I can does. only go off. I mean, I did a thing with um, Rob Tanner of The Athletic uh, and he said that, you know, he'd gone off on his summer holidays, uh, Rogers, making deals and yeah, we're going to sign you. We'll, we'll speak when we come back All this, that and the other. Not knowing that he hadn't, you know, the rug had been pulled out under his, um, under his, from under his feet. Craig, which side of the the argument are you are you placed? I, I think there's a little bit of both, to be honest. I, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, in hindsight, maybe we should have just bought all the players and then taken the ten point hit this season. You know, that's how it yeah. goes, isn't it? Um, you know, we might have been all right. Um, but I, I think there was mismanagement on on both sides. I think. You know, but Rogers, you know, was, was trying to Teflon it, you know, and uh, if it had just come out and almost, you know, you've seen other managers use it positively, you know, and get a camaraderie and a right, you know, backs against the wall. We'll pull it together. We'll, you know, we'll all pull in the same direction. But he was Tefloning to try and protect his own image. And, and I think that's that was his downfall. Uh, I, it doesn't surprise me that the the, the company, um, King Power, decided not to invest that much. We we none of us really know what was going on at the company at that time. You know, we know that you know figures probably come out in business. Figures come out a little bit later, so they'd come out after the the back of um, of COVID. It may have been worse than they expected them to be. To be honest. Uh, and then they had to cut the cloth accordingly, and uh, and it's the football club. They've got to keep King Power going, you know. Um, so I think I think there was mismanagement all round, and I think the PR side of it was probably the worst part of it, because fans will rally round if they know what's yeah. actually going on. The fact that they were in the dark and we were having to guess, and that just leads to speculation. And uh, in a, in the days of social media, speculation is the last thing that you want. I, I can remember doing um, a show. I did a show at the time in IMO, in my opinion, and I said uh, at the time, had the had top, and I'm going to say this because I think at that point, had he had the balls to come out and say to to the fans at the start of the summer, unfortunately, you're going to have to bear with us. I want to get us back into Europe, but if we do, we're going to be hammered by FFP because we're on the warning from them. 
because uh, we only just got through previously because of COVID. So we are going to have to cut the spending. We've got a large squad. We've got. Had he done all that, the fans would have gone, trust your top. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, but the fact that he left it until his programme notes, like I say, on transfer deadline day, which was obviously he couldn't do anything about it then, by which time, as you've just said, you've had two months of fans on social media and on shows like this going, what the fuck's going on? Mm. You know, he, he he was a, you know, he caused all that sort of, you know, uh, I think bad, bad atmosphere. If two you like. problems though, Chris, isn't there? If you tell people you've got shed loads of money because you've just sold somebody for 100 million, you're going to be... Um, you're going to be paying higher prices. If you tell them you've got no money, people are coming after your players. I'm not sure how you win either way. I agree with you. The fans deserve to know. I mean, we pay the money. But I'm not sure how you win. I don't think it's ever been the case if we haven't had the money. No. Because um, I think when they came out and said, you know, what, like, it was almost like having a having a fire sale at the King Power. But they didn't ever come and say, we haven't got the money. We just right. couldn't buy because we're trying to stick to FFP rules. Now, yeah, I know they, There's clever enough people at that football club who should have been able to spin that and, yeah. and say, this is the type of club we are. We play by the rules. We do things yeah. right. FFP not, yeah. um, um, rules means that we can't spend what we thought we were hoping to. Therefore, we're going to have to pull together and get the maximum that we can out of this squad. You and know. we're not Chelsea, yeah. So we don't, we don't, exactly. or Man City, Everton, yeah. Manchester well, City, yeah. you know. Um, Forest, we finished, we finished April in 18th. I'm probably thinking, like, oops, a daisy, <sighs> how many games have we got left? Hmm. Well, uh, going into May, um, not many games left. And can I just say, we haven't played Leeds twice in two months. I just didn't update the uh, <laughs> the, the thing properly. Uh, look, it's been New Year. I've hung <laughs> over. I've been pissed. What more do you want? Um, so we started off with a 2-2 draw against Everton. We could have, and we probably should have won that game, had Madison not decided to showboat and try and impress everybody around, you know, that was watching uh, with a move to a bigger club and try and take a penalty against somebody who knew exactly what he was doing when he read his uh, when he read his water bottle. Uh, if he'd left that to, uh, uh, I mean, I had never known Madison take a penalty up until that point, you know. And I have to say, what the was Dean Smith doing, uh, allowing him to, and all this like, well, we don't have a set penalty taker. Well, if that's it, then Dean Smith, you know, you deserve not to have a club because every manager should have. A designated penalty taker, one, two, and even three, uh, depending, you know, if penalty to, uh, on the pitch that day. Um, that, when you look at it, would probably have kept us up if that penalty had gone in. But, uh, and I'm not blaming Madison saying that the whole, you know, it was his fault we got relegated because it obviously wasn't. But yeah, you can see that's then, a little bit of an annoyance with me. But then Madison then, is the best dead ball player we've got. Oh, we had, but he's not a penalty taker, oh. and even now, even now, I mean, I, I did the watch. You're talking about bottle, then talking about him not having the no, bottle. He's just not, he, he is not a penalty. When I say he's not a penalty taker, how many penalties apart from that one have you seen him take? No, you know, I agree. You know, I not, I'm not saying remember. penalty shootouts because obviously no, no, no. That, that's different. I, and I will say, even now, and I said it against, um. Who did who we? Oh God, I am hung over. Who did we just beat? Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. 
And I think there was a free kick, and I went, God, this is Madison's area, to sort of explain where it was on the commentary. Mm. Um, so, yes, don't get me wrong, I love these free kicks, but there was, I'm, mm. I, I'm sure there was a couple of strikers on the pitch and what have you who, okay. well, um, we, even Tielemans. I, I think, yeah. I, I think, you know, and again, it's a high up. I wonder whether he used the same technique for his penalties as he does for his free kicks. You're taking free kicks from 20, 25 yards out. The ball has enough time to move and swerve away. If you use that from the penalty spot, it's not going to move. And that's why it looked pretty central, to be honest. But, you know, maybe but, you should have asked if he could took it from the edge of the area. What are your thoughts on yes? What are your thoughts on Dean Smith coming out and going? I haven't got a, I haven't got a set penalty taker. Oh, it's ridiculous. Should, should have kept a manager. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah absolutely ridiculous. Everybody, I think they, the three of them had nothing to lose, did they? No, no. no. They come in, the well paid, I'm sure, with yes. nothing to lose. Yeah, and on a good bonus, had they managed to keep us up. But we came away with a point. To be fair, uh, Shaky had history with us, so that was probably yeah, of he had more. I think yeah. that was. The, that was to placate the crowd a little bit, I think, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it, and it did, you know, he did have that relationship with some of the players. So yeah. you would have thought maybe that would have given us a boost, but um, yeah. Yeah. Short lived. That said though, we got a point. Um, we then went and played Fulham. Wow. Oh, that was awful. What, what happened? Somebody tell me. <laughs> I mean, well, that, nothing, that was, nothing happened. Eight nothing goals. Happened, you do realise, Chris, that you're 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 wasting about three months therapy that everyone's had yeah. by dragging this all up again. <laughs> indeed, indeed, it's good to talk. Though my therapist has said it's good to talk and get Is it that, out. Anybody got any chocolate or something yeah. like that? I have, what have I got? Have I still Whiskey. got an apple up there? Yeah. Let me ring May up. Um, no, don't. And of course, we don't. lost to Liverpool three 0 we got a draw against Newcastle, which, after the way that they had treated us that wasn't uh, or, 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 or dealt no. with us in the previous two games, wasn't a bad result at Newcastle. Of course, we beat West Ham on the on the last day of the season, but it wasn't to be. Ignore Leeds, like I say, that's just um, finished. And uh, that was left over. I didn't take that off. And we finished the position in 18th. Uh, I just want to say, David, thank you so very much, sir. Very, very kind of you. You're a gentleman. Thank you. Uh, now, that will help the therapy. Uh, appreciate that. Um, what was the point? <laughs> these days. I mean, some some may up for me, Craig. Um, just a sad state of affairs, really, wasn't it? You know, it's... I mean, you look at those and... All, all, there's enough games there that we could have been able to get out of it if we'd have been playing anywhere near the level that we should mm. have been with the players that we had. And yeah. at the end of it, I think it comes down to uh, a manager who was inept, uh, a manager coming in who didn't really have time to convince the players that he was going to be there next season as well. Mm. So, you, you know, you're playing for someone who's going to bugger off. Uh, and then a lack of confidence. And I, I don't care whatever level you're at, if you're at the top of the league or the bottom of the league, if you're lacking in confidence, you're nowhere near the player that you you are. You don't play nowhere near your potential because you don't want the ball. You know, mm. when you do get the ball, you try and give it back as quickly as you can. And uh, I think that's it. And, and we managed to sort of sleepwalk away into relegation. I think that showed in the Everton game, didn't it, Craig? Yeah. 
absolutely no confidence at all. I mean, we were lucky to get away with two all, I think, in the end. Yeah. And we should have cruised it. Yeah. Hey, that that's a, a very good point that Craig's made, and I'll ask you this. Mm. We said, you know, sleepwalked. Yeah. We, we went down like a, 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 a team who's not using Duracell batteries. In the it fact, just... you know, it, it kind of slowly happened. There was no sort of, you know... Um, you know, last minute, you know, tears or anything like that, because I think we just all expected it, didn't we? I don't know. The West Ham game, I was still hopeful. Um, well, during that, that game, we were up, weren't we, for a, for a period of time, and yeah. it was Everton getting that. Well, we didn't know what was going on, did we? Because kept hearing mm. cheers coming yeah. out of the cot, and I thought, Christ, you know, Everton that was the West Ham fans. I know, I know a West Ham fan, and that so, was the West Ham fans. It sounded like it was coming from our end. Oh, they, mm. they, right, okay, yeah. Um, but nobody knew what was going on. I couldn't get a signal or anything, or even any data on it on the phone. Yeah. It was hopeless. But I think Newcastle away, we should have gone for it. I said it at the time, and I, I know now. You know, we didn't go for it. We we no. got unlucky. We could have had a goal. Was it Dennis Pratt at the end, or no? It was um, Castagna. Castagna, wasn't it? At the yeah. end, um, could have scored. But even so, we left it too late to even go for it. Um, yeah. And I'd rather have lost that having a go. Especially exactly. That That's what fans want, you know. See yeah. that you're up for the fight. Because it was mm -hmm. out of our hands then, and that yeah. was too I'm late. Gonna say, when it comes down to the last game, uh, and you said then, Craig, that we were up for, you know, we were staying up for what, mm. fifty odd, sixty minutes. Mm. Uh, if, if not longer, when you're relying on another team, and we were relying on Bournemouth, in fact, uh, you know, you, you know, all, all hope is gone when you are relying on other teams. But mm. what Everton had that we didn't have, as as Michael has said a couple of times, there, you know, the players had no fight in them. I felt like the Everton players did. I'll tell you what they also had as well, and and I. I I don't want to do this, but you have to say that Everton didn't have a fan base that turned against their team either. And sadly, we did. You know, the, the fans did turn against the team. They weren't there trying to operate as the 12th man. And, that, and that, those two things go together. So you can't blame the fans because if you see the fight on the pitch, then the fans will back it. You know, and as, as Dave said, you know, having a go at Newcastle coming out and really having a go in those last few games, the fans will respond to that. If players are flying into challenges and giving it everything and Everton were you know that I don't think that Everton team had more talented players than us they just but had let, more let me sort of come back to you on that then Craig do you and this is a question I'm not disagreeing with you at all um but is that because the Everton fans had another victim or you know another target that they could throw their hatred and annoyance at as in Shakir is it Shakiri the owner Maybe, I, but I think you just you. They had less talented players. I think our our players, too many of our players, thought we are too good to go down, and mm -hmm. that their 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 more talent, you know, would see them through. And I think Everton realised that they had to play as a team, you know, and they didn't play that well, Everton, but they just battled and they they got they made the most of the opportunities that they had. So the crowd will get behind that. I think we didn't see that, and therefore it's it's difficult. And that's probably the most frustrating thing as a fan, and that's why the fans got frustrated with the team, that they didn't see the fight. You know, that every fan will say, as long as players give everything on the pitch, they will forgive, you know, 
yeah. lack of yeah. lack of talent, you know, because every fan would willingly swap places and, well, and they would run you, around. Dave, this then. Did we have the players and they just weren't being picked? The right players? Because we had Tielemans that was being picked no matter how awful he was because uh, Rodgers had favourites. But I don't know who could have come in instead. I mean, he's a world-class player. Why wasn't he performing? That has to be the question. Was he not fit? Was he not motivated? Um, who's motivating him? They had Sean Dyche. I mean, Christ, he frightens me to death on the telly. So I can imagine what he does to their players. That's what got him through. We'd have had somebody with passion at the helm. We'd have, we'd have stayed up. We wouldn't have needed to worry for the last five, six games. But we didn't have, you know, we had nobody with passion. And talking about the fans, Craig, I noticed on... I mean, the away fans are always brilliant, generally. Mm. But I did notice on a lot of the away matches after 60, 65 minutes, they turned against them badly. Not just discontent, it was vicious. Yeah. Only by, I don't know, about 10, 15% of them, but they were very loud and vicious. Yeah, the vocal, yeah. Yeah. Um, and say, in Iacho at, um, was it at Southampton? Well, it might have even been Brighton. I can't remember which one. I mean, he, his head never came above his shoulders. He yeah. just lost it then. He lost the that's it. Be, you know, yeah, it becomes a vicious circle because mm. you don't want the ball because you know yeah. that, that you know you, you misplace a pass or whatever, and the fans are going to be on your back. And uh, and and it becomes that, that sort of spiral yeah. downwards. Um, I, think, I think it might it have got been... got to a point where there was probably nothing we could have done to stop it. No, every ball that came to him, he had about three good chances he normally put away. Mm. He, he was just hopeless, and yeah. and and he just—you could see the crowd had got to him big time because they yeah. were kicking against us that, that second mm. half. Craig, was it? A, I mean, wrong light. We had, love. We had little ups, Daisy. Thank Can you. you hear me, mother? Yeah, there you go. It's can't get the hands there, and those. speak to the dead. Dave, how you doing? Um, no, <laughs> so, Craig, mm. are we? I mean, we didn't have a, a, a huge pond to go fishing in when we did mm. finally get rid of um, Brendan Rogers. Was Dean? I mean, all right, Dean Smith. I don't think he was a bad bad option, to be honest with you. And the fact that as a package, had Dean Smith come on on his own, we might have all gone. Eh. But the fact that he had Shaky with him, like Dave said earlier, who we all knew and we all love, um, and then John Terry, love him or hate him, he's one of the best Premier League defenders. And let's be honest with you, as soon as he came in, his first words almost literally were, what the bloody hell is Soyuncu doing training with the, uh, with the youth teams? Um, it wasn't a bad choice, was it? But it's a bit like Red Adair, whoever came in, could anybody have kept us up? No, I, I mean you look at it and you think, yeah, it's it's not a bad, you know, uh, team. You know that I think the problem was they didn't have long enough. You know, as a defensive coach, you need a little bit of time. Mm. Um, you would say that, um, for instance, you know, Colo Torre needed five years to get that back line to work better, and, and he was only there like four years, so he couldn't do anything. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know. Uh, Hashtag. You know, so Terry can do. It. I mean, you got to ask the question: Why didn't? Why don't you just give it shaky? 
you know, he was manager before. He, he managed yeah. in, in the Champions League. Why yeah. not just give it to him and use the, the, the other staff members that you've got there? You know, sometimes there's too many new voices and it's difficult, you know, for players to take it on board. Because what you're doing, so you, you know, half the team will listen to, you know, the, the new manager, Dean Smith, and the, well, you take the defenders away and they're listening to John Terry, you know. I, th I think, you know, I think it was all just a, a bad mismanagement the whole way through the season. And I know hindsight is a, is a great thing. If we'd have won a couple of games, got a few more points, Madison scores the penalty, but we'll all be saying it was a great decision. Well done. Move on. Yeah. But we didn't. That's I don't know who we'd have picked at the time, though, do you? I couldn't think of anybody that inspired me to keep... No. It was too late in the season, as Chris Jesse said Marsh. earlier. Yeah, right. It was too late in the season. He's been linked with Birmingham. What? Yeah, well, good luck to them. They deserve him. Um, but we left it you know, We left it too late. If we'd have done it three months earlier or six months earlier, maybe at the World Cup, we should have done it yeah. then. But he got two fluke results, didn't he, uh, before that? Yeah. Um, then, okay, yeah, we got half a chance because you can see something a bit more permanent. This was always going to be a stopgap for half a dozen games and then cheers, lads, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll get somebody yeah. better. So it was all, you're right, Craig, it was just bad management all the way through. If you run a business like that, you go bust. Yeah. Scott says, does the panel think maybe the players were both mentally and physically gone, hence yeah. why we struggled last season? Mm. I think, and again, you, you've got to say... You've got to, I, you know, you, you can't. We, we, I know we blame Brendan, but you yep. then got to blame the fact that you've got to blame Top because he was there so long. And then you've got to blame the players because whoever's in charge and whether they, you know, they should still be performing better than they were. Um, but you can't win, though, can you? You can't win. You, you sack um, Ranieri season after, half a season after he won the league, mm. and you get criticised for that. Well, you see, and that's we the funny thing awful. because I we got criticised by um, who's the guy that used to, I know he still does talk sports late show at night, 10 to 1. He's a Chelsea, ex Chelsea player. Yeah, um, know you know what I mean? Yeah. And he had to go at me because we'd sat around the area. I said, Well, it's not like Chelsea don't sat the managers when they've just won <laughs> like the Champions League or something. He goes, yeah. I'm only doing what you guys do. But that's what, that's what always confused me because, again, You've got um, a decision there, which was, well, God, we could go down here. And that was the decision, you know, why they got yep. rid of Ranieri. But he didn't do it this I think time. He learned, I think he was criticised so badly that maybe he hesitated. Instead of mm. trusting his own... Well, that wasn't him, was it? That was his dad. That was his dad. In yeah. The, yeah. And I think yeah. Top didn't want to perhaps make the same um, publicity mistake. I don't know. No, but no. It, I think that stopped him from doing it, which was a shame. Leicester City injuries last season. Um, yeah, yeah. We missed, uh, because of injured players, 901 days, 110 games was missed through injury. But you can't blame injury when you look at that, can you, Craig? Because there's a fair few teams that were as bad as or worse off than us when it comes to injuries. Yeah, I mean, you look at those apart from Bournemouth... You know, Forest, I guess. I mean, Forest had about 50 players, didn't they? Yeah. So they probably coped a little bit better. Liverpool and Chelsea had big squads. I think, you know, we could but look at day, a, any number of reasons. So just to come back to you on that one, yeah. though, Craig, you say, yes, they've got bigger squads, but we've all got the same size squad. We've all got 25 
All right. Well, yeah, d d better depth in that in that okay. twenty five of okay. quality yeah. in that sort. Yeah. yeah. But, but again, I was going to go on to say that it's not an excuse. We were good yeah. enough to be at least mid table in that division. Well, Craig, right. the year before twenty one twenty two, we would probably be top of that chart. Yeah. Do you remember exactly. we had we You're had right. five five of our back four out for yeah. months on end, and yeah. we did yeah. okay. I we think... did okay. Managers and players have life cycles at clubs, you yeah. know, and, and when you listen to the same voice over and over, it's only natural that you're going to stop, you know. You, there's there's not anything new. And I think that's why, you know, Leicester fans should be prepared that, you know, we'll have Maresca for probably three seasons and then he'll be gone, you know, uh, because th that's what happens. And not just the fact that you need to recycle, but the fact that, you know, other clubs will come for him. But I think at that point that... When when your manager, Brendan Rodgers, keeps coming out with excuses and starts taking the fans for, for idiots, yeah. the board should be able to read those clues and realise that they need to act. And I think you're right. It was difficult because I don't think Top had any, had sacked anyone before. So, um, yeah. and, and I wasn't think it Top that convinced his father to keep Nigel Pearson? By all accounts, but again, it's second-hand. I, I can't imagine, you know, that he would have had that much sway. You know, he no. might have, have added to it. And, and you know, if, if he was on the fence and Top just said, well, give him another chance, then maybe that swung it a little bit. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't strike me as a man who would be easily swayed. No, no. Um, I just want to read this um, ne next bit here because this is from a gentleman called Daniel Mann from TotalFootballAnalysis.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Um, this was his summary of, of our season. Um, it wasn't long ago that Leicester went from winning the EPL to consistently challenging for top six finishes. From 8th to 18th last season, has seen Leicester slide from Europe to relegation. The problem was, says Daniel, uh, the club had a bloated squad and large wage bill, along with spending big in the summer before last and the inability to offload key players for large sums. The unfortunate injuries to key defensive players and the World Cup break have also impacted the season, their season, sorry, causing them to ship far more goals than in previous seasons. 
Uh, with Everton surviving and only two points above Leicester on the final day, it may have been that a win in the 2-2 draw at the King Power against the Toffees may have been enough to keep the Foxes up. Uh, Craig, your thoughts on what he says first? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, it's a little bit disappointing because we've said the same thing and he's being paid for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ah, new business. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... I has that paycheck not come through again from me? Not yet, not yet, no. Oh. Um, but you're right. I, I mean, and we all pointed towards that Everton game that that, that was sort of pivotal. Um, mm. You know, you, you get a bit, bit of momentum and, and it drains their momentum a little bit. They would have been on a high coming away and taking a point, I would have thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, you can look at excuses, but I think it's right. There was mismanagement all the way through in terms of the length of contracts that people were getting and then allowing other players' contracts to run down. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. At some point, you've got to say, right, this is what we believe you're worth. This is what we're going to give you. You either sign the contract or you don't. And we're a big enough club to let good players go because we will replace you as we have done. And we, yeah. and we weren't. For some reason, I think the whole thing with... You know, losing the the chairman over that sort of couple of years, mm. you know, showed the um, inability and the and the the sort of weakness behind it. You know, that all of a sudden these were people who didn't have to make decisions, and now they were having to make decisions, and they probably weren't experienced enough to do it. And I would hope that they've all learnt in as as we all have learnt lessons the hard way, and we won't make those mistakes again. Dave, we touched on this before uh, season, uh, before the show started. Uh, Brendan Rogers, uh, just looking at his time at Leicester, um, forty five point one percent win percentage. That was better than Ranieri overall, and better than Shaky in his time as a manager. Uh, FA Cup winners for the first time in history. Community Shield windows, win windows winners for the second time in our history. Two top five finishes. Consecutive, I can't talk today. Consecutive no. European seasons, and if you look at that, I can't spell either. Uh, semi final of a European club competition. Uh, they're the positives on the on the downside. He came back to Leicester City to rebuild his Premier League career. Uh, <laughs> back off to Scotland when this failed, had favourites. Uh, no plan B. This is just what you know people have said over the over his time here. Consistently threw players under the bus. Uh, would not take any responsibility for failures. And I put at the end, because I believe he was hung out to dry by top on the board, misled and not informed, we FFP and transferred, and should have been released earlier by top. But Dave, looking at the green part of that, mm. um, we've got to remember, he, he did do well for the club at the start. He did. But those top two top five finishes should have been two top four finishes. We bottled it twice. We should have finished in Europe twice. You know, we were in one season, we were second for a long time, weren't we? If I remember rightly. Um, and we blew it. And that was the problem. When the going got tough, Brendan fucked off. You know, it's what he does. He did it at Celtic. He, you know, his challenge was there, but the challenge was the money because he, he knew that, you know, He'd taken Celtic to the glory days again and uh, he was offered a decent wage to come to Leicester. You're right about getting back in the Premier League. He thought he could make a, a point there and he did. Um, I'm forever grateful for the FA Cup. Just 
he got it in the wrong season. That was all. Well, well here's a question: Would we, would we have all, as Leicester City fans, taken that forty-five percent win percentage spread over the three seasons and finished mid-table every season? Yeah. Rather than winning the FA Cup, having European football, and then getting relegated. Well, I'd have taken the FA Cup in, above everything else. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Twenty years, thirty years, and that and that's um, it. When you when you look at a a tenure, mm. you know we're we're looking at the at the tail end of it, and and you're right, we should have been in the Champions League, and we did bottle it. Yeah, the um, was Craig as well that you know Leicester have never been able to sustain that position ever, even under Martin O'Neill, it was getting wonky no, at the end. It's cyclical, it? isn't it? You know, for uh, clubs like ours, it's cyclical. but we should be able to because we're a big club now. I, I, question everybody saying we're not we've got the one of the best training facilities in the world let them finish all the development in, in what five years or more mm. we're going to have one of the best grounds in the country um you know we've got a great youth setup goodness sake if we can't sustain a top five or six finish in premier league every year something's wrong there's a pattern here though and and i think the same happened under o'neill uh, and probably under pearson you get you get teams like Everton, like the Coventrys when they were there before, who have poor season after poor season after poor season, and they get away with it. We have one bad season and we go, and yeah. that's been a pattern, and that's happened three or four times for us. We've done, we've been okay. Yeah. We have a bad season, and that bad season is always bad enough to get us relegated. We don't get away with it. Well, you boys will be too young to remember, probably, but we lost to Coventry on goal difference the year we got relegated when we got to the FA Cup final in 69. That was because mm. we were playing three or four games a week towards the end. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, that's you're right. That's always seems to be... Every team will say they get don't get the rub of the green, but mm. we really haven't done. <laughs> no. I mean, be... I would have said that 45, but I don't know whether you again is, but that 45.1% was over his entire 204 games. Um, yeah, but what I mean was that would have been swayed by the the, the good seasons. It would have been up where yeah. near sixty, and the bad season mm. is near twenty five. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, um, or disagree with you very very strongly here. Uh, as Ronald says here, uh, Rogers Rogers bottled it against Liverpool as well. I'm sorry, bottle it is what a lot of opposition fans say. How can you bottle? How can you bottle something when you've done better than you would have expected to at the start of the season? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because when six, it gets to a certain six, level... Hang on, Dave. Sorry. There are six what we would call big teams, yeah? Nobody is expected to get into those those top six positions. The fact that we finished fifth was amazing. Yes, fourth would have been better. Of course it would. But over 38 games... We did bloody well to get to fifth. And I'm sorry, I can't agree that we bottled fourth. I think we did bloody well to get fifth. Well, we did bottle it because we were we were well in to the top four. The first season we bottled it. We were second for a long time to Liverpool, was it? I can't remember. And then we just fell apart because we, we couldn't deal with it. And players suddenly realised, hang on, we're up here. What can we do? We didn't do it in the, when we won the league. What was the difference? Well, okay, when we, we won the league, when we won the league, you had Manchester City who sat their manager with about three or four months to go, and as Craig said earlier, 
You've then yeah. got um, players that aren't, you know, well, he's going at the end of the season, so what? That's always kicks you down. You've got Liverpool who just got a new manager in Inclop who uh, was still sort of, you know, trying to sort things out and get his way. So, new manager coming in, you're never necessarily going to sort of win the league. Uh, Arsenal were struggling as they were every single season and looked like they were on for the four. Tottenham, let's be honest with you, they got the nosebleed as much as we did when they were <laughs> up to second. You know, in a norm, you know, we know that in a normal season, we would not have won that. But as much as we were good enough, you've got to say other teams had their own problems, which allowed us to come through on the outside, you know, like the 100 to 1 outsider or 5,000 to 1 outsider, uh, and take it. I, I, just don't, I, just don't think, I just don't think you can accuse us of bottling it. Well, we only had 15 first-team players in that day. This time, we got 20-odd, and they didn't step up, and the manager didn't do anything about it. So, so, get, so getting fifth wasn't stepping up? No. Not from the position we were in. That was like being first in the league when we, we did win it and finishing about sixth. That's my I point. Think, I mean, you know, it was great I being th there. but I think you can exceed expectations and bottle it because the very nature of bottling it, bottling it is at the culmination of something, you know, not at the start of a season. So I think if we'd have... You know, at, at the start, yeah, we'd have all taken fifth, all of us. Mm. But the fact that you get there and then you can't see it through—that is the very nature. That's what that phrase means. You know, bottling it is a, is is failing to 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 see it through right at the end, and, and it is a harsh word. I, I get you, Chris. I, I do agree, but we still we bottled it, but we did exceed expectations at the start. That you can have the two. Well. Uh We'll agree to disagree on this one, gentlemen. And all I would say is that the team that, um, I mean, uh, the teams that sort of got into the top four, as you said again earlier, Craig, the depth of squad was a hell of a lot better that they could call on than we had over the 38 games. So, yes, disappointed. For me, bottling it, no. But look, yeah, I don't think, I, I, I'm I, I, not I going to two to three, so, uh, two well, to no, one. No, because I, I agree that bottling it is a harsh phrase, but I don't think there's another phrase, sadly. So, you know, it does sound harsher than it actually is. You know, I might I, be I, wrong, but I thought the last four or five games, all right, let's say we blew it, the last four or yeah. five games, um, because we didn't take many points out of those, yeah. if I remember, either it's season. probably a kind of way of putting it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take blue it. I'll okay. take blue it. But like, you, prefer, you prefer to be blown than bottled. Probably <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving so, on to the next season. So yes, <laughs> certainly if you're not using Vaseline. Uh, <laughs> look, let me, uh, Dave always manages to bring it down. I'll tell you. Um, right. Um, so next season, let's quickly move on. Um, Enzo. We got Enzo in, uh, and a bit of a surprise. Uh, his managerial experience, he spent a very short time at Scullin, <laughs> assistant manager. He was at Sevilla, Seville from 17 to 18 as assistant. West Ham United assistant manager from 18 to 19, um, when uh, obviously he was at the match when our chairman sadly mm. uh, passed away in the helicopter crash. Um, 2021, he was the Manchester City um, development squad manager. 
went to Parma for those 12 games. Um, but they're kicking themselves now, aren't they? Uh, then became Manchester City assistant on the 22nd, uh, sorry, 2022 to 23. As you can see there, kissing the Champions League trophy, which he lifted six days before signing for Leicester City. Uh, managerial honours, well, in fairness, not done an awful lot, but he has won the Premier League 2 with Manchester City's under-23s uh, in 2021, and as, as you can see there, with the old Champions League trophy. Uh, left field, Craig? Yeah, uh, but, you know, I was pleased, I must admit, um, because, you know, the the usual names were being banded around. You know, we need... Uh, we need a manager who's got experience of getting teams out of this division, which is great, you know. But you look at those managers who get teams out of this division and they very rarely keep those teams up in the next division. So yeah. you're basically just putting off the fact that you're going to have to find a new manager uh, in, probably in the middle of the next season. So I was really pleased that they almost went back and... Uh, and took a step back and took the time because I, they must have been talking to him for a while. I'm sure that they would have probably wanted him when they appointed Dean Smith, but there's no mm. way that he was going to leave, you know, at the point of the season that they were at, to be honest, he'd have never had that photograph taken. So, um, so I'm, I'm pleased it was a left field decision. And again, it's hindsight, isn't it? And, and that's 2020 vision hindsight, oh, but I think it was brave. And I think as, as much stick as we gave, all the board, I think they have to be given brave, uh, given plaudits for for taking a brave decision on a, on an yeah. untried manager, but to try and do something different, and not only from a first team perspective, but understanding that when you've got those facilities, you need a manager who's going to come in and change the way and the structure of the whole football club and get the teams all the way through the age. Um, uh, divisions playing the same way. I've mentioned this before, uh, Chris. That if you look at the uh, the foreign models, you know, pretty much, particularly the Germans, I guess, and the Spanish, the club has a way of playing, not the manager. Mm. And the manager that comes in every time you change has to fit into the way that the club wants to play football. And in this country, it seems to be that we go with the way that the particular manager wants to play football. And that's yeah. why you get these changes. Whereas, you know, managers come in and they can't do what they want to do because they haven't got the players to do it. So yeah. I think this is, uh, was not only a brave appointment, but uh, a, a, an appointment with foresight. And uh, hopefully, you know, they now look at the same thing. And, and uh, when Maresca moves on, we look at somebody in his ilk who will carry on the style that Leicester will be known for, not just bringing a manager who will then want to change everything. Ronald says there, thank goodness we finished reviewing yeah. last season. I think we all feel yeah. a little bit like that. Um, Dave, I mean, the word that Craig used there was brave. Um, I did another show as much as I, I did a show criticising top, and then I had to do a show and turn around and, and in fairness to the guy say, well, he'd learned from his mistakes. You know, he's come mm. back. Like I say, it wasn't wasn't in my choice to, to come. I completely hadn't even considered him. I, I'd said who I wanted, McKenna or Thomason. Oh. Uh, but a good point made by Craig, there's no guarantee of what they would do in the Premier League. As much as I thought, well, this guy has no idea what he's doing in this division, if he gets us up, he'll know what he does 
you know, he'll know what's going on in the Premier League. Um, do you think, I mean, to me, it was a, it was a, an appointment astute, as Craig said, uh, a risk and brave, as Craig said, but one that the fans could actually grab hold of. Bloody <laughs> hell, this guy's just won the Champions League and we've got him as our new manager. Mm-hmm. It gave us suddenly something to sort of cheer about almost, didn't it? Well, it's gutted that Scott Parker didn't get the job, as you know. <laughs> I know you wanted him, didn't you? Nah, the old bollocks. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. The little woods cardigan. <laughs> That's who you wanted him. <laughs> I think um, the fact that he's worked under Pep just for a season said it all. You know, he brought all those good points across. You're right, he knows what he's doing. Um, he, uh, he has the contacts with Man City, which may give us a player or so in the transfer window, who knows? Um, but it certainly got us one. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's all there. The basis is there. We know where we're going. We don't like what we're doing. Or we didn't initially. But when we're sitting that far ahead at the top of the league, nobody can argue. Um, yeah. We've scored more goals than anybody else. We've got a better goal. No, we haven't. Sorry, we've got a better goal difference than anybody else, haven't we? We've scored um, more goals than everybody else as well. We have as well, have we? Yes. I thought Southampton yeah. might have sneaked on that, but no. Okay, so, you know, even better. And uh, how can you argue with that? Yeah, it's not been pretty at times, but it's effective. And that's all you need to do in this league. We had somebody in here. It was Vardis, uh, Jamie Vardis Bombody, uh, Boris. And he used to come in every week. And his attitude was, this is boring. Yes, we're winning, but isn't it boring? Craig, winning can't be boring at any level, can it be? Uh, well, no, but I, 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 I can see. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Um, you know, I, I can understand people, particularly early on, because, um, you know, and there were rumblings. You know, I'm down there every game. There were rumblings early on, even though we were winning. Mm. You know, there was discontent, shall we say. Um, yeah. And and uh, again, I think I've said it on here before, I think the crowd needed to be educated as much as the players. I think mm. we all had to go on the same journey. Um and you see it now, you know, that we can have a game against Huddersfield where we didn't really do much for the first 45 minutes. Um, yet the crowd stuck with it. You know, mm-hmm. there weren't that, those rumblings. You know, you still get the odd one or two. Um, yeah. But the crowd understand the process and understand that, you know, we will wear teams down and we know what we're trying to do. It won't always come off, particularly when teams want to put that many men behind the ball. But I think we've all come on a journey and when you think that this is what four months five yeah. months in uh, you know of a new manager uh, uh, you know setting up a team to play in a not a totally different way but a a more controlled way hmm. it's phenomenal that that we've got that many wins and, and that yeah. the players have bought into it so well you know all I think, credit I think to the problem as well is for certainly for me and you know if, if anybody and this is why i've come off you know, the, the, the Facebook group is shut down. The Twitter and the Instagram isn't um, being used. It's because you're not allowed to have an opinion and moan without somebody, you know, just say, you know, not adding to the conversation, but just, you know, having a go at you. Um, and, you know, if, if you look at our watch-along shows, the way that we react to a, when we've lost is completely different to how we react when we do the review show, which is the day after. 
you know, it's an instant reaction. We've lost. And I know Brad's had a, had a bit of a dig at Maresca. No, no plan B. I've had a bit of a dig at Maresca because we lost the game. Um, but look, what do we know about football? You know, it's, it's very, very, very little if, you, if you've ever watched this show. Um, Dave, look, I mean, I know you're going to be really disappointed that Amart is on this list. But my God, after having nothing to do in the previous window, um, we sold top. We sold Tottenham. We sold Madison to Tottenham, Barnes to Newcastle, just short of eighty million. Not bad, I don't think, for uh, for a relegated team. I forgot that we sold Castagna to Fulham for eleven million. Hurst to Whipswich for one point five. Yet yeah, okay, we lost Tielemans. We lost Soyuncu, and that's a shame. But I think after the way he was treated, I can't blame him at all. Uh, but almost as importantly as making those sales. We released Amati, Paris, Evans, Mendy, uh, Bertrand, and of course Tete's loan ended. We'll look at the, the other loan deals in well, let's just bring it up now. Sent out on loan, although he may be coming back. Uh Thomas uh to Sheffield United, Samari to Sevilla, and Christiansen to Bologna. But wasn't it important, I think, the way that we did the transfer dealing so early? Yes, we could have probably held out for more for Barnes and Madison. But we got them out, got the money in, and that meant we could go out and do our business early as well. Yes. Thank you. Um... I think, uh, well, I'd just, just to expand on, on Dave's... Um, please, please help me out here, Craig. Yeah. Um, I think what we're seeing is the reason that we are 10, 12 points ahead of Southampton and Leeds. We did all our business early on. We not yeah. only got the manager in early, yes. we got the players out early and we got his new players in early. And we're like a month ahead. And mm. in the number of games, that equates to those points. I, I think, you know, Southampton got their manager in fairly early, but their players were um, restless, shall we say. They didn't know who they had. They didn't really yeah. bring many in. Uh, Leeds again had players going out on strike, you know, who wanted yes. to try and force moves away. <coughs> uh, their manager um, search seemed to drag on forever. You know, they started looking at Daniel Farker and then he seemed to be the last man standing in the end. Whereas we'd had a month of working with these players on the training ground. We'd got our players in, we'd got Winks in early, we'd got Cody in early, we'd got the uh, the loan signings. Mavadidi came in fairly early. And we stole... Uh, we stole a Jesse March on everyone, and uh, you know, yeah. and that, and that um, is showing where we are now. And I think that's the biggest reason that we did our business early. So again, well played to the board. Exactly, it's almost like, like you say, they've looked at last season, ripped that up, and said, "No, we're not. <laughs> that was what everything that went wrong. We're going to do everything right." We did get the business in early. I can remember being at a summer barbecue with my brother-in-law, who's a Man United fan, and I. I've said this oh. many a time. My phone buzzing and me turning around to him and saying, We've just signed Winks and Cody. Mm-hmm. And his his actual reply to me was, Fuck off, no, you haven't. And I was like, Yes, we have. Look, and I left the barbecue early to, to come home and, and do a show. Um and that Dave, hopefully get a longer answer out of you this time. I thought I'd never say that to Dave. <laughs> but you know, when you look at that incoming, I mean, Winks, Cody, Mavadidi, Hermanson, Cannon, on the loans, Akgun, Kashadai, Doyle, Fatawu. I mean, wow, what 
I mean, it's just like <laughs> my words fail me. It's got to. Is it? Is it the best transfer window we've ever had? In modern day, yeah. I mean, it's what that's less than forty million, and something like that, mm. which which we've doubled with the two sales. So yeah, perfect. Uh, and I'm with Craig. It's the first time I can remember for a long, long time we've done it early. Um, we've always waited late on. I don't know why we always waited late on, um, but we always did. Whereas it happened this... a lot under O'Neill, didn't it? We never <clears throat> yeah. did business until right towards the end. Yeah. And this one, I wasn't even watching the last day because I knew, well, apart from um, Cannon, who we didn't know whether he was coming or not, or what was going on, you, you kind of didn't expect anything else. In fact, I was surprised next day when I saw we'd signed Tom Cannon. That was incredible. I was. I'm like, yeah. and we signed him. Andy was Andy was injured, yeah. and we're like, I'm like, what the hell? And then he hasn't obviously. Yeah, he's been on the bench for a couple of nights. I've heard games. I'm thinking, what the hell? Again, mm. what do we know about football? Well, <laughs> nothing. He, he took it, you know, like Dakar. He took his chance, and he, yeah. you know, and Vestergaard. They get the chance. They take it. That's now we've it. got four strikers all capable of scoring goals. I mean, we have. We, we have. haven't had that for a long time. No. Um, just to sidetrack briefly, because of course so in January we've got the um, we're going to lose a couple of those strikers. Definitely going to lose Daka. Mm -hmm. In Atro, we're not sure about because of injuries. That said, uh, Indeedy is not going to Afcon uh, due to injuries. So if we can get him fitter, he could be back quicker than if he'd gone to Afcon. And yeah. Fatawu. Isn't going either. Um, no, that was that was impressive, wasn't it? Doesn't yeah. want yet. Yeah, doesn't want to go and sit on the bench and do nothing when right. he can be playing for us. So he's making all the right noises, and I've got to say, I am extremely, extremely uh, happy about that. Um, but Craig, like you say, and I, 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 I said a few times that we would not have won the Premier League had we not got relegated to the, to, to League One that season because mm -hmm. what happened was we literally had a clear out didn't we and Pearson came in and changed a load of things around and we and that was the start of the journey and I think how much of this would have happened had we not got relegated is it a case of you know a couple of steps back to take some steps forward I think what happens is relegation forces your hand yeah you know and you have to make drastic steps you know, we may have got here, but it may have been over two or three seasons and you just, you know, you're making little deals here and there. You're taking, getting two players out, you're bringing two in. You're not having a, an overhaul, which we needed to have. One, to bring in cash to be able to strengthen the squad, but also to get the wage bill down. So I think it forces your hand to do it. It's difficult to say whether it would have happened or not, um, but it certainly gives you that option to reset and you know they, they can go one of two ways we've seen enough clubs you know go through you know we we were one of them you know we've done it southampton have done it leeds have done it you know yeah. big clubs have gone all the way through so it, it doesn't always mean that you're going to come straight back up but i think the fact that i think because the manager was in early he can bring in his players rather than you struggling around and bringing in players that the backroom staff want or the board want and think that you should buy because they've been offered by an agent and then the manager stuck with them you know mm. and I think it was integral and and you you kind of think that there must have been a plan 
you know, let's get the manager in early so then we're not wasting our money. We're buying players that he actually wants. So, yeah, um, yeah it's given us the opportunity to reset. And, I, I just uh, don't think we would have had that reset, Dave, had we stayed up. No, we wouldn't, no, because we'd have still had Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. And how many of the players, you know, that were on that list there... Would we still have had Perez, you know, Evans, you know, there's talk about offering him a new contract. He might have stayed if he'd stayed up. Mendy, who apparently Mendy hasn't got a, a club at the moment, which is... No, uh, no that's weird, isn't it? Real. Um, well, Barnes Tete, gone, I, don't Tete, think. I think, has gone to Galatasaray. Um, apparently, he went to Galatasaray and we got uh, Eunice. And apparently, when I, I had somebody come in, I think he, he, he was in earlier. I'm not sure if he's still enough. It was the same gentleman. A uh, gentleman here, obviously a, a big Eunice fan, uh, but we had a gentleman who was a, a, a Galatasaray fan, and then he went, oh, how's Eunice doing, Bo? And went, oh, he's brilliant, and he was playing well. I said, how's Tete? He went, he's shit. <laughs> kind of, so we got the better end of the deal then. But look, yeah. going into the into the new season, uh, Dave, let's start with you. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of green, uh, red last season. I've got to say, We've got a lot of green uh, for this season. What a start. I mean, we started off with uh, coming back from up to one. Um, what is she doing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> as well, long as she doesn't you... put those flashing lights on, because I know you like a lot of different <laughs> colours. But Indeed. Uh, we came back from uh, being behind at Coventry to win 2-1. Uh, I, I got the job done game at Burton. Huddersfield 1-0. Cardiff 2-1. Rotherham 2-1. Not anything that's set in the world alight, but again, Coca-Cola Cup, Tranmere, got the job done game, ended the month of August in first, manager of the month for, um, for Enzo, all was, all was looking good, wasn't it? Well, some late goals in there as well, aren't there? Yeah. Remembering well, right, I then. don't know if we still are, but I know we've conceded a few late goals recently, yeah, we which have, uh, yeah. I, I was one of the things I wasn't happy about, but we had, we had scored more goals in the last 15 minutes than anybody else in the division. Which actually bears out his plan and his mm. tactic. And yes, it does. That's, that's the thing, I think, that have brought the crowd round because they've seen it work. Mm. Um, it is a bit worrying. I'm sure you'll go into it later, but um, not too later, I hope, Craig. Only giving us five minutes. <laughs> but, we, you know, it's good that we go to the end. That is vital. I think O'Neill days, we used to score a few late ones, didn't we, if I remember rightly? Yeah. We never gave up. Foxes never quit. That's where it came yeah. from. Yeah, it was, yeah. So, no, that's brilliant. Uh, a start. You must be pleased at the start as well, Craig. Yeah, I mean, I went. Uh, I was at the Huddersfield game. That wasn't pretty, uh, to be honest. I don't think we played particularly well. We had a great chance. Probably... The best bit of football we played in in the, those early games was when Dennis Pratt got released by some lovely interplay, and he got released from the halfway line and and, and didn't take his chance. Uh, <coughs> but then we got the goal with with Mavadidi, and uh, you know, and, and everybody goes home happy. So I don't think any of those were particularly convincing victories. No, no. But uh, as Dave said, you know, we we ground them out by just tiring teams out by our possession. Uh, meaning that we, you know, we come strong towards the end of games, and but what a great start for uh, for the month. And then going into September, I'll stick with you, Craig. Uh, yeah. We lost, and, and to be honest with you, I, although I don't 
obviously I'm not happy at Leicester losing. In a way, I kind of was because it was we were like win, 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 win. Mm. I think the longer it had gone on without us losing, the, yeah. it, that it would have been like the lemming over the cliff, if you like, when it finally happened. So we did it. We got it out the way. Hull City fans were. Well, you think they'd won the league? You know, they they were they were celebrating. Mm. Uh, we then went to Southampton. I actually went to that game. And we mm. demolished Southampton. Yeah. And it's the only time that I've actually overruled um, uh, Alan, who does my man of the match, because I uh, he wouldn't get away. Well, if I remember, he gave, I think he gave it to Winks, which he does most weeks, bless him. Uh, but I overruled him and said it had to go to Vestergaard because he was taking some abuse from the Southampton mm. fans and had a brilliant game. Uh, Huddersfield in the... Um, and again, I think I've got that wrong. Uh, beat Norwich, beat Bristol City... And then lost to Liverpool in the cup, which again, you know, when you look, it was one all. They then had a superb goal, um, you know, goal of one of the could have been a goal of the season, and then it went in a third went in off the mm. post. So we weren't embarrassed in that game at all, but again, not disappointed we're out of it. No, I think uh, I think the whole game was probably our most conv- uh, consistent performance across ninety minutes, and we ended up losing. Um, mm. You know, it's just just one of those games that you that you do get, as you said, Southampton. We were, you know, we ripped them to pieces, and I think, I think that result caused them to have a bit of a reset, and he realised that he couldn't play the way he was playing. You know, mm-hmm. taking all those chances across the back. I know they still do keep possession, but I think they've tightened up a, a hell of a lot since taking that beating. Um, the fact that we even decided to go back to Huddersfield and beat them again that was nice. Um, after we beat them, <laughs> um, but they, I think Liverpool was. Um, we did, I don't think we did a double last. Oh, no, we did one double last season over yeah. West Ham. Um, know. I think the Liverpool one was a, a sort of okay, let's not get carried away with ourselves, you know. And mm. uh, you know, when you come up against a good team, you, you, there's still a long way to go for this Leicester City team, and there still is. If we went up now, I think we would still struggle, yes, but definitely. um, but again. The bread and butter is the league, and uh, we end the month first. And uh, yeah. yeah, there was enough there to yeah. give you the encouragement that this wasn't a flash in the pan kind of Preston start to the season. Yeah, Dave. Again, don't want to lose games, but I wasn't overly disappointed mm. that uh, Liverpool knocked us out the the Caribou. No, maybe not. On high, with hindsight, I was a bit disappointed at the time because we seemed yeah. to be doing all right. But, you want to win every game, don't you? Yeah. But when you look, you know, we didn't have that. We can, you know, we, we kind of collapsed for 20 odd minutes in the pre season friendly. Yeah. Uh, but there, like I say, a wonder goal and um, the, um, uh, you know, the in off the post was, the, yeah. you know, probably the only difference. But and I think throughout the start of the August, September, October, all the way through, Enzo's always said, we will lose more games. Mm. You know, we cannot possibly continue like this. Um, mm. He's gearing people up to disappointment, um, which, you know, it keeps the players on their toes, which is mm. important. Yeah. Uh, and that's where his man management comes in, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, Ooh, hello. Someone is in lot, the background taking a book. The library, the library open. open. Yeah. <laughs> we, we shut at eight. <laughs> um, <Do> you wish. <laughs> yeah. So, um, moving on then to October. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dave, we'll stick with you on this one then. I mean, look at all that green again. I mean, 
Blackburn Rovers 4-1, another positive performance. Look at those games. Preston 3-0, who were top of the league at the time. Well, this is what I was just going to say. We then burst a few bubbles there. Blackburn, mm. I thought, were excellent against us. Um, Preston were top and we murdered them. Stoke, well, that was always going to happen. Swansea, you, I remember you saying, Chris, that you thought that would be a really tricky game at Swansea because they were on a run. Mm. Uh, we dealt with them. Sunderland, you know, whatever. And uh, QPR, another last minute, wouldn't it? Goal of the season. Um, yeah. Harry Winks, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, QPR, I thought we'd have been more comfortable. They, but they're fighting for their lives, you know, and maybe even fighting for the manager. Who knows? But well, I think Swansea right. was the start of a run of Chris saying the next game is the toughest one. <laughs> Swansea were on a run, to be fair. I, I, um, I can't remember. I mean, I, I'm not arguing. I probably did say that. Oh, Sunderland, I thought, was going to be a, a difficult game. It was. That was the toughest game. Yeah. Yeah. They were very because good, Sunderland. Again, they, they were on a, a good run. Have um, you noticed, though, all these other clubs, they're very hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. Lose, lose some really what should be easy games. It's that um, consistency, they, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and I think that's the most it. impressive thing. If you we've just started at, at the start of the season, sorry, Dave, at the start of the what? season, you know, you just said minimum we want to be in the playoffs, and I think we're twenty five points clear of seventh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it just doesn't doesn't but, compute, does it? But every time we've been asked the questions, we've answered them. Yeah. Whether it's against the top sides, I mean, Ipswich away was disappointing, but we got a point, which is what I was saying. You know, why was everybody moaning? We got a point at Ipswich. Boxing Day, I can't remember us being any good any time. Not, not much anyway. I mean, all the games I remember, guys, we were crap. Oh, well, on we'll come on to Ipswich in a minute because that's December. Uh, oh, sorry. Dave. Yeah, you'll learn one day. You'll learn one day. <laughs> You're yeah. like an old draw so rabbit, aren't you? You're so far ahead of yourself. You Past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have been doing your best with the short answers. Um, <laughs> but, but no, here we go. November, um, Dave, let's stick with you and then we'll go over. Uh, started off awful. Michael was just asking then about the Leeds game, uh, it was coming up in November. Um, Middlesbrough, we lost two on the trot, and I suddenly thought, Is this the start of our our blip, if you like? Because you know, every team seems yeah. to have a blip. Uh, Southampton, who started well, had a blip, Leeds yeah. started with the blip, Norwich were up there, Preston were up there, they were having blips. Um, and then Watford came in, uh, it cost Elton John a tenner, which I believe is now finally paid. Gary <laughs> Lineker, and then Sheffield Wednesday, who we should have beaten. Mm-hmm. Now, that game, I know I did say it was going to be a tough game because Leicester City, typical of Leicester, we can go and beat Preston who are top and then we can go and struggle against Sheffield Wednesday who are bottom. That was a bad month, November. Mm. Just a bad month. But the good news was it was only three games. Mm. Um, it's, well, yeah, but we won one. Ipswich have had oh, their bad three games in their views. They've... Well, they scored one all, nil, 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 something like that. Mm. Or they haven't scored for two games, which Ipswich score for fun. Mm. Um, so you're right; they're all going through it. I think Ipswich might have blown it now. I don't know whether they'll find a way back from that. We mm. did, which is brilliant. Now they haven't announced, um, Craig. They haven't announced the December manager of the month yet. <laughs> Foregone conclusion, isn't it? I mean, just look at yeah. that. I, I mean, green, green, yeah. green. 
Um, oh, hang on. I've, uh, I've, I've flipped. I've flipped too far, uh, which is my story of my life. Uh, green, 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 green. I mean, yeah, all right. I'm not going to go through them all. We had Ipswich in there, and I was absolutely pissed off after the Ipswich game. You were, weren't you, Chris? I was. <laughs> I, did, yes. I did see that post. You did. <laughs> I, yeah. I, again, that, it was after the Ipswich games that I decided to shut down the, uh, the Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram because I know I, I just think look, disagree with me, uh, and I don't always post what I think. Sometimes I post to create a discussion, but if you're going to come back to me, don't just come back to me with that's bollocks. Come back to me with why it's bollocks, if you like, you know. And uh, so you know, I, I'm not saying that you know everything I say. Is is correct, Wabby? But I think it was. Had it been the role, had the roles been reversed, Craig, and had we been one nil down, and we'd come back at the end, it would have been a completely different reaction, you know, because we'd have we'd have saved a point. And uh, yes, again, it's one of those where a point at the start of the game would have been, you know, would have taken that. But Ipswich were not all that, and we no. should have killed that game off. Yeah, and we've you know we've we've been there a few times. You know, we you've only got to look at that. We let Millwall let a, get a late goal. Yeah. We let Birmingham get a late goal. Mm. We let Ipswich get a late goal, and there was a, a kind of pattern emerging of us not seeing games out mm. uh, and finishing teams off. And I think when you come into the new year, I would imagine that is one area that Enzo will be looking to to put right that. You know the the management of games and not making it nervous because, you know, even um, uh, the game against Huddersfield, you know, balls in the box are going <coughs> to drop, you know, and, and sometimes mm. they'll drop to the opposition and they stab it in from a couple of yards. So we've got to make sure that our game management is uh, is better, and that the players don't start losing focus and overplaying um, in wrong areas of the pitch. Um, when there's, you know, still the, the game's going on. You know, f football is the game we all love because it can swing so quickly. Yeah. Uh, and you don't need to give teams any encouragement. So going into the next year and this year, I would hope that that's something that he looks to improve on. But December was fantastic. I want to ask you, Craig, because I, I, I know you'd probably, you will have been there. Uh, Leicester 3, Rotherham United 0. Are they the mm. worst team we've played all season? Um... Probably. I, w I went to the Cardiff game um, on the 29th. Um, mm. That was a lovely trip. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was quite pleased that I got back before one o'clock in the morning, to be honest. But um, <laughs> Cardiff, Cardiff weren't great, to be honest. And, and for them being the home team, I think that's probably the most complete performance we've had. They did have a couple of little skirmishes around, but that was a game. I don't know if you managed to see it on a stream or anything. But that was a game where we looked to be completely in control of, yeah. of that game. And and the opposition were in awe of us. And I think we're probably going to see that a little bit more, that the opposition don't know what I to do. I think we were dazzled by their kit, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the kits were a little bit too close for my liking. But yeah, Rotherham weren't great uh, at all, to be honest. Although I did think they had two very good fullbacks who kept our wingers pretty quiet during that game. And they, they were rapid, particularly the left-back. So, um, I think one of them, I think the right back is on loan from uh, Arsenal. 
right. um, uh, to Rotherham. But I'm not uh, going to say that Cardiff um, parked the bus. I think they just they bought out National Express. And I don't think they. I don't think we allowed them to do much else. To be honest, no. because we can nine defenders. And, and, nine defenders. I counted on several occasions when we when yeah. we were. Forward. I think it's it's natural when you haven't got the ball, you can either stay up the pitch and sort of goal hang. But you know, they're, they're players. And one thing I notice, I'm starting to feel sorry for the opposition number nines because they they just run from player to player and watch the ball being passed around them and turn around and there's nobody else doing the pressing. No. Um, and I think it's a pattern that we're just going to see for the rest of the season, to be honest. Sure, shall we put a smile on Dave's face? Because he, he's looking... Well, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try um, Let's review the season so far. Um, Dave, Christmas and oh, New Year... start the show again. Sorry? <laughs> the replay. Start the show again. Christmas and New Year number one this season. 19 of 25 weeks we've been first in the division. 18 consecutive weeks we've been number one. Most wins, uh, joint least losses with three. Most go goals scored with 50. Biggest goal difference of plus 33. It's an easy, this, this division, isn't it? I'll tell you what we haven't done, though. I think we haven't kept the most... Clean sheets. Oh, there's all you know, just piss on our party day. <laughs> For God's sake, how can you look at that and go, Yeah, but the one thing we haven't done, Jesus Christ, don't bring him into it. All right, <laughs> I tell you what, no wonder they sacked you at the Samaritans. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, I tell you what, you know, summing up so far, and, and it's sad in some ways, it's sad that we're going to get promoted because there's a hell of a lot yeah. to like about football in the championship. Yes, there is. Yeah. I think you know, the, the, the lack of VAR is you know, is, is a return to proper football. You know, you yeah. glance at the lines when the flag's down, it's a goal, crack on with it. Yeah. I love that. I love the fact that the refereeing, I think, is much better because they let things go. We, we there were decisions in the game against Huddersfield. That you know damn well that Premier League referees will, would have blown for. There was one yeah. near the goal line, I think, where we got a corner and Mavadidi had sort of nudged their player over the line, so we got a corner. It's going to get blown up for every day in the Premier League. And the fact that the players crack on with it, you know, they're not rolling around and putting their hand in the air calling for an ambulance when they get knocked yeah. down. And Although I'm going to miss I it all. notice, and I'm not sure, I think it was, might have been Ipswich, I'm not sure which game it was, where one of the players went down holding the face mm. so that the referee had to stop the game. Yeah. And as soon as the whistle went, he started holding his knee. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that happens quite a bit and it happens even more in the Premier League. But they're looking for everything. And it's just, you know, if we could take all of those elements of the Championship and move them into the Premier League, I think oh, we'd all be yeah. a lot happier. Well, that's going to be my question. Why don't we? Because we know it's great. We know the fans love it. The mm. players, the managers are all calling for VAR to be scrapped. I've 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 not read anything it's, it's positive not, about not, it. It's not what we know, unfortunately. It's not going to happen. But well, Dan, the Burnley fan, he he who said uh, he said to me when we went uh, when we got relegated, he said, "You know what? You're going to love next season." Yeah. He said it's proper football, no VAR. All right, three o'clock kickoffs. <laughs> we, we tend to sort of lose out on that uh, somewhat, but that's the joy of being top of the league, yeah. uh, like we are. But um, but yes, and I, I've got to say. I thought the referee against Cardiff was the best referee that we've had all season. And it's strange that he's an ex 
non, you know, an ex lower league footballer. I um, think it's the one, the one we had against Huddersfield. I think we've had him that? twice. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he, he had his first game, didn't he? There was a lot because I think it's the first um, black referee for like 13, 15 years or something in the Premier League. I, he, I'm he had quite a game. happy to have referees that will get things wrong occasionally, mm. rather than referees plus VAR that seem to get things wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Constantly, you know, yeah. I don't agree with you, Chris, on the fact it would never change. I think if managers keep going on, if the F- FA goes on, if people make enough noise, it will change. Uh, and it's our game; it's not FIFA's game. I mean, I, like that. I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a common ground to be found in if you don't want to throw it out, keep it for matters of fact. Which did it the ball cross the line? Yeah. Was the foul in the area or not? But let referees who have trained for years and years and years and linesmen who have trained for years and years and worked their way up do the job that they've been trained to do. Yeah. I mean... I was trying... You do not go mad at me if this show has been going on for a while. You guys brought VAR up, not me. Okay. (laughs) Finish that. We try and put another smile on Dave's face. I'm sure he'll find something to piss on our party over this one. I'll do my best. But, uh, oops, where where oops. are we? Here we go. Uh, longest winning streak, nine games. Least goals conceded, seventeen. Best start to championship ever. I mean, just look at that. How many points are we ahead of Southampton? Now, this don't forget. This doesn't include um, the New Year's Day games because that's this year, not last year. Um, I mean, you know, the the Hull, I think, are closer to relegation zone than they are are to us. I mean, I could say, does does it get any better, Dave? Is that ever since the first division was going as well? (laughs) Definitely, bless you. It definitely was since the championship. Yeah, I know. There's football before the championship. Yeah, there's plenty, but you know, some of us aren't old enough to remember it like you are, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, absolutely brilliant. Let's move it on for you. Um, again, some of the highlights Moresca, manager of the month for August, manager of the month for November. He's got to be manager of the month for December as well, hasn't he? Uh, KDH and Fatawu, top assists in the division with six. Uh, Vestergaard, Indeedy, Daka, all of them reborn. Chowdhury. On his way out under the uh, Belen, suddenly he's recalled, given a new contract, and he's captain as well. Wonder wingers. But this one, <laughs> Winks, signing of the championship, surely he's got to be. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess so, because it, it, everything does sort of revolve around him. I think the guy who doesn't get credit as much is Hermanson. You know? I, th- I think that keeper has been um, fantastic. Yeah, he does make some ricks. He's going to, the, the amount of times he passes you've the ball that, out. You've seen that show as well, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like that, he will do, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he allows us to play that way, you know. And he's a thing, great shot stopper as yeah. well. The great you know, thing he's made is some great well. saves. We've, um, but we the wingers, got... the wingers are the thing, aren't they, I think. You know, and, and Fatawi was going to be a big miss. Because although we've got McAteer, we've got Marcel, you know, they're not in his league. Um, so the fact that we've got those two, and you can see, I know he hasn't had really an opportunity to um, rest them because we've had injuries, but I don't think he will. 
I think they are such an integral part of the way that we play that um and the fact that we've got we've got one signed up already and we've got an agreement in place if we get promoted with the other is fantastic do, do we i mean we're this was something dave that um scott said earlier we're only allowed to have five lone players in the yeah. match day squad mm. and i think we've already got four is there an argument for buying uh for Tawu now <laughs> so it it because you know is it better not to loan players in January than buy players? So if we buy Fatawu, who we've had for half a season, we know how bloody good he is. We've got an agreement in place there. Just go and give him a, a check and go here. You are we'll, we'll buy him now, and then we can probably loan somebody rather than having to spend money uh, and in January. I think we will, yeah, but I'm not quite sure where we need to loan people for. We've got four informed strikers. We've got a decent midfield. We've got five or six defenders who can switch around. You know, we've got everything. I don't know if you saw Maresca's comments about Fatawu um, not going to the, uh, the AFCON. But he said he's keeping him on his toes because he said, yeah. we've got an agreement in place at the end of the season. He could have gone away to the AFCON and we'd have replaced him and, you know, he may have lost his place in the team. This gives him an opportunity to convince us that we will buy him next season. Yeah. That's what he's doing with him. It, you know, as soon as he's bought him, you don't know what's going to happen. So he's no, no, already playing the mind true. games with him that yeah. you need to not do it over half a season. You've got to do it for a full season and then we'll make the decision. You know, it just seems funny to have a manager that seems to know what he's doing, doesn't it? Well, not yet, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna you're gonna be pleased, and I'm gonna say we're gonna end on this one. Um, before no mention of VAR, look, no. Burnley in 22 23 got 101 points, Fulham in 2000 and 2001 got 101, 102 points by Newcastle United in 09 10, by Leicester City in 13 14, Sunderland 98 99, they got 105. Uh, Reading in 2005-2006 got 106. We're going to smash that, aren't we, Craig? Well, I, I did see someone, now whether this is right or not, but I saw someone on another channel. Uh, apparently other channels are available. I didn't believe it. Oh, um, what no. were you doing watching other channels? It, came up, on, it came up on TikTok, but they were discussing uh, this very thing about us, yeah. the, the fact, and basically saying that we've got um, got it wrapped up. But I think they said we're on exactly the same points as Reading were at this time of the season. And they went on a run of drawing a lot of games. So although if we carry on this trajectory, yes, we will smash it. I don't think we can take it for granted and lift a foot off the gas. No, indeed. And I've got to say, TikTok, I agree with you. I, <laughs> I'm hooked on TikTok. It shows I have the attention span of a goldfish because I do love those short clips that come up all the time. It's You know when you used to take the newspaper to the toilet, you now take your mobile phone and watch TikTok. Uh, Dave, it is only pure, okay. though, is it not? A you know, As long as we go up, it doesn't matter whether we smash the record or not. No, it doesn't. Not at all. I mean, I think <clears throat> I've read somewhere where there was about a two or three year plan to get promoted. Mm. Um, if you do it this year, great. If you don't, we'll just reset for next year. So the fact that you know, quarter of the way through the two years and we're looking likely is a bonus. 
Yeah. I hope it's not too early for next seasons in the mm. Premier. Yeah, I I agree. That's yeah. the thing. You 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 don't want us to come up and do a Burnley and no. uh, you know it's great playing this this yeah. way against the clubs we are. If we try and do that against the better teams, I think yeah. we're likely to be found out with the squad that we've got. So strengthening is going to cost money. Yeah. I I say that I say that a lot. Look, you know, to you know, one word Burnley. You know, they mm. were going to you know. And I don't think we were going to storm it. But I said at the start of the season, obviously I would have loved top two. I would mm. have taken playoffs, but I'd have been quite happy with seventh or eighth if it mm. had meant the following season we had gone up stronger. Yeah. Anyway. I think you you see with Burnley, and the good thing at Burnley at the moment, and we know football can change very quickly, is yeah. that the fans and the club are sticking with it, you know. I haven't heard any murmurings. You you probably speak to Dan more often than I do, um, but I haven't heard murmurings behind that, that anything's going on behind the scenes with him being replaced. The fans see what he's trying to do, yeah. and I think it's really important for our fans and our board to have that realization that if we do go up, it's not going to be easy to stay there. If we go up, Dave, and we finish seventeenth. That would be fine, wouldn't it? But do you yeah. think fans, if we if we do do Bernie, do you think fans are going to expect a, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh position? No, I don't think so. You asked this question at the beginning of the season, I think, if you know, first month in, where would we finish in the Premier League with this squad? And I foolishly or sillyly said six or seven. I'm kind of um, thinking more seventeenth, eighteenth. Hopefully above relegation, but you know you you don't know what we're going to add. We're going to make a few bob out of it when we yeah. go up. So, and he's not going to be stupid. He's going to buy players that he's got on the radar already. Mm. And um, and I think that's the difference now. We've got a manager and his backroom team who know what the hell they're doing. Um, and he's not going to allow the board to dictate to him. You know, I, I'm sure that's part of the agreement. I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, let's do it my way. And they've they bought into it. So. And, and, and Craig, I mean, Katawu, Mavadidi, Hermanson, um, all Premier League players, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's it's worrying that we... I, I can't really think of whether we've made a rick yet in uh, in who we've signed. You know, so <laughs> chances are there's one around the corner. But... Uh, but no, they're all they're all capable. <laughs> a few, a of... few would say Cassidy, although obviously he's on loan. Well, yeah, I think I think he just needs more game time. I think there's definitely a player there, definitely a player. Yeah. But he is young, you know, and I think we we sort of judge him against the likes of Fatawa, who's 19 and just seems to have no fear. Um, but we definitely would need strengthening. But uh, you know, and the other thing that comes with this is hanging on to them. It's not a case of just strengthening. Hanging on to those players is another thing. There will be, out of all of the players, I expect Hermanson will be the one that is going to come be sorted, uh, sort. Play, mm. Premier League teams want football playing goalkeepers. Yeah. Uh, and he's clearly one. And you see, you know, those teams that are struggling where, um, where they don't have one. And uh, you know, Forrest, you know, you see he's given it, you know, their goalkeepers are given quite a few goals away. Um, but you know, again, you know, that 
you get open players more uh, easily in the Championship than you will do in the Premier League. So there's nothing to say that Hermanson will be just as good in the Premier League in his distribution. I think there's a lot of learning to be done, but there's the only way to do it is by getting up to the Premier League and then seeing how we get on. Indeed. And I'll leave, I will end on this one. Burnley having a bad season for me just keeps our feet on the ground a bit because it just reminds us of what could happen next season and let's not get carried away. So, sorry, Burnley fans. I don't wish you bad luck and I don't wish you to go down, but it no. is keeping our feet on the ground, I think. Um, been a bit of a long one, but it was always going to, as, <laughs> as Kathy would say today. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and he needs to go and uh, get that cream mopped up out of his fridge. <coughs> but, uh, thank you very much, guys. Happy New Year yeah, to both happy of New you. Happy New Year to you, too. Great... you too. It, it's thank God we had a bad start <clears> and a good end to the year. It sounded it off nicely. Um, there's no preview on Thursday, Craig, so I will see yep. you next week, hopefully, fingers crossed, for the Coventry game. And I will see you on Monday. Um, for the uh, debate show, Dave. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Happy yeah. New Year to both of you. Cheers, Take Cheers care, guys. Mate. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, Chris. Bye, Bye everyone. Cheers. Thank you both. Thank you both. Thank you to uh, both the the, uh, the aforementioned gentlemen um, who uh, who add a lot to the program. They know certainly know a lot more than than I do. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, that was a review of last year. Um, Game of uh, well, I've said it before, I said it right at the start. It was a year of two halves, um, definitely. Um, yeah, see you soon, Craig, mate. Take care. Um, yeah, game of two, a year of a, a year of two halves, but look, it's good. We are going to be back, um, on Saturday, I think it will be for uh, the Millwall uh, FA Cup. Want to do well, but if Millwall were to knock us out. Not the end of the season, is it? We all know going up is the priority. But uh, wish you all a happy new year. Ronald, thank you so very much, sir. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and, uh, hey, if you like the show, please do subscribe to the channel if you haven't. If you like the show, please do smash the likes as well. That really does help us, and it is free. And I tell you what, as well, if you do like the show, share it. Share it amongst your friends. Let's get the channel growing in 2024. All you're going to do is share it to, to all your friends, anybody that's not already following us. Uh, I will see you. It's an early kickoff. Um, it is on TV abroad, apparently, but it's not on TV in this country. But it is a 12.30 kickoff. Um, and we will see you all early hours. I think it's about 12 o'clock I've done it for on Saturday morning. So get back, get off to bed. Thanks very much, guys. All the best. Thanks to everybody that's been in the chat. Really do appreciate it. If you've been listening on the podcast, on your favourite podcast platform, as always, thank you for lending us your ears. Uh, appreciate you doing that. And um, take care, everybody. Stay safe and Happy New Year. Goodbye now. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.